That was Jennifer Lopez with America the Beautiful. That was sung at the Biden inauguration. Our reporter Kristen Henning was there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, when President Trump got elected. She was there when, on May the 25th, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, was murdered in the U.S. city of Minneapolis by a white police officer, since jailed. She talked us through the pandemic and then last presidential election when Donald Trump refused to admit defeat. So now it seems America is at another crossroads as former President Trump's home is raided by the FBI to retrieve top secret papers. And there's talk of treason. So what does Kristen Henning make of all of this as the FBI warns of violent threats? Is the USA still somewhere you'd want to visit? Graham Kimlow spoke to Kristen earlier today. Kristen Henning has been our multifarious reporter from the US on a whole swag of things that have occurred there. And I just wanted to check back in with her this week because... There's certainly some amazing stuff happening in the US. You will no doubt be aware that Donald Trump's home was raided by the FBI, the very organisation whose boss he sacked when he was the uh, president, and they found secret, even top secret documents there. Didn't really uh, get a decent explanation from the former president as to why, but the FBI's now issued a bit of a warning uh, about threats of violence in response to their raid. Obviously, the right are not happy. Chris, um, what's your take on this whole situation in the US? That, again, a little bit unprecedented. Well, it, it is unprecedented. But the, the through last week, which is just uh, such a ballistic sort of week, I mean, so many things coming from so many directions, but... On top of the the FBI search of his home, I would call it a search rather than a raid. It's a legal with a legal search with warrant, a warrant. They yeah, the home. yeah. Um, you know, of course, uh, Trump's defenders and Trump himself were outraged that this could happen in in this country. That uh, they likened the FBI to the Gestapo, and then they're using all sorts no. of incendiary vocabulary. Right. Yeah, that'll work. Um, yeah, um, and lots of threats against the FBI, which subsequently, and this is the big concern today, is that that type of language um, immediately goes out through some of the social media channels, and specifically the sort of the, the dark side media channels that are uh, were specifically involved in the January 6th incident. So uh, the FBI is now getting you know, so many threats that they can't possibly react to all of them and find out if they are real viable threats and act on them. Right. Uh, so it's, it is a troubling situation. What I think happened last week, however, is that from the beginning of the week when the search warrant uh, and the, the FBI went in and they did remove, I think, another 12 boxes of documents. This after 15 were removed earlier in the year when the archives, the National Archives should be applauded. The National Archives noticed that they didn't have the stuff. And so 15 boxes were turned over earlier in the year. And then the FBI 
actually went to Mar-a-Lago earlier in the summer and went in and uh, met with one of Trump's lawyers present. And actually, Trump showed his face, apparently, at that meeting. And, uh, you know, they asked questions. Always from the pres- the president's office, every- everything goes to the National Archives. And they said, we don't have this stuff. So I think we're trying to give Trump a chance to... Uh, Hand it back to him. Yeah, I mean, he didn't need to be in this position of having to have an executed search warrant and this type of entrance, but he did. So, uh, So has he actually explained why he took these? I I did hear something about he had to do homework. (laughs) No, he has not explained why, and that is the key question. And and by the same token, the explanations of why it's legal have been all over the map. I mean, he's yeah. cited everything from executive privilege to, oh, I declassified all these documents. He literally said every time he would take a document out of the Oval Office upstairs to the residence in the White House, that was de facto declassifying it. And there, there is, there has been no defense put forward. There have been you know, notably, no legal response from Trump or anyone around him. Right. They, so, are, they are floundering. Okay. So is is this a case of illegality? Um, you know, we think of high crimes and misdemeanors, which is the sort of impeachment terminology out of the U.S. Constitution of uh, hundreds of years ago. Um, and it's been used. It's been used on Nixon. It was used on Bill Clinton, uh, and he's already been used on him, hasn't it? But but well, what is this? Impeached twice, but uh, the the fact is that the Espionage Act is what has been cited, and I think there are some other legal issues in addition to that. But you know, these top secret documents cannot be even viewed outside of a. You know, a fixed setting, secure. So. Yeah. Look, yeah. I can understand if you're the president and you've still got stuff on the desk and you wander up to the uh, White House bedroom, uh, you might have something you want to read. You know, uh, but to take them away across uh, a couple of state lines and stash them in your back your back storage room, uh, yeah, it seems well, a bit weird. Uh, unless he just didn't want Biden to get hold of the stuff. Um, no, absolutely not. I mean, this guy is a guy who didn't recognize that he wasn't re-elected president. Yeah. And he's taken the documents and they're in a basement in Florida, which everyone knows is, you know, going to be wet in right. next week. Um, so, he, you know, there's... You know, it's power or money, right? Yeah, well, it seems <laughs> I, to be. I don't know which. It's, we can only conjecture because there's been no... They haven't even begun to make up their excuses of why it would be there. So is this... Uh, the fact that the FBI is in, involved, is this a Democrats versus Republicans argument? I guess the Republicans are suggesting it is. Well, the... No, I mean, the FBI is not a political body and the Justice Department isn't supposed to be a political body um, but really when we look back to the damage done by the Trump presidency it's in the Justice Department and in the elections right. and you'll notice that when Kevin McCarthy spoke up at you know at the end of the week and attacking the Justice Department he's really what he's doing is asking for money now and he's talking about the upcoming state and local elections and we're in primaries right now in fact uh, Liz Cheney so important in these January 6 hearings is uh, in her, her primary uh, election today 
Right. So and she's the very interesting. She's the daughter of Dick Cheney, who was George W. Bush's vice president. But yes. I gather Dick Cheney's even come out against uh, Trump on this issue. Well, Liz Cheney has uh, definitely found a support from both parties because she has stood up to Trump and is willing to lose her seat over this. She, you know, she basically says, if you don't agree with my standing up to Trump, who is a citizen who should be tried just like any other citizen, then don't vote for me. Right. So okay. we'll see what happens. And I, I'm hearing suggestions that she really might lose her seat. She may lose a seat. She's up against a Trump-backed someone candidate. he put in. And, yeah, yeah, and you know the thing is that the the, the um, as much as I'd like to say, yeah, this isn't going to be civil war, and it's just a few maniacs and blah blah blah. The fact of the matter is that the religious fanatics and and that the far right are raising a ton of money, right. and the Democrats are still somewhat disorganized here. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, not as well funded. Yeah, okay. So um, what about Biden and Kamala Harris? Is there any thought that Biden might step aside and let her take the reins? Um, I think if Biden did not run, it would not be Kamala Harris as right. the candidate. They'd um, put a, a bloke he, in, would know, they? Still, well, I don't necessarily say... A bloke, I say somebody other than Kamala. Right. Um, I think that that person has uh, yet to be clearly identified. I mean, I think there are a number of senators who who could step up, but the it's going to have to be, you know, when will Biden decide? He's still saying he's running. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable with that, and he's he's sort of huff about people being uncomfortable with it. What's wrong well, with me? Look, I'm I'm eighty something years yeah, old. Yeah, look, unfortunately he just and Ronald Reagan was fairly old uh, in office, but he was a lot fitter. And uh, Biden well, just doesn't but, look uh, fit for office, I think, in some ways. And Reagan was uh, had early Alzheimer's at that point too, so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't it's think all... there's a lot of faith in old white guys right now. No. But I don't know that there's a clear other figure at this point. Right. I'm guessing. You'll hear it here first. And tell me, um, do is there any serious suggestion that the um, Espionage Act may be levelled at, uh, at Trump over this whole thing? Well, I mean, the big question is whether our federal attorney general will actually take the charges uh, forward. And, you know, I, I think he's being extremely careful and uh, Trump will get charged in. And would that disqualify him from standing for office? Uh, well, the Espionage Act, yes, would taking the legal documents out would disqualify him. Right. Even uh, what? Just being charged or does he have to be convicted? Um, he has to be convicted. Okay, so he'll just appeal and appeal and appeal. Right. And meanwhile, he can stand? Yeah, he can He can stand. So he can still run for president. Yeah, it would be... The, the New York case is a civil case. The Georgia case is federal. It's not... So really, they'd have to get him on the January 6th yeah. follow-up, you know, hearing... Inciting, inciting a riot or whatever the... Inciting uh, a riot or against the Espionage Act. And 
I have a feeling um, they think the Espionage Act one might be a little easier to. Mm. Well, these are certainly uh, amazing days. Uh, you know, yeah, I, and we're still not even hearing the Georgia case uh, is coming up, and that I mean that is such a troubling case because that is tampering with the elections and and here we are headed to the elections with the dominion voting machine case against fox is now coming to that's uh, a libel case isn't it yeah so what the fox said the dominion machines were they not said good they were fixed and yeah, yeah. The, and so dominion's firing back at fox right and the georgia case is bringing in everybody around trump if not trump uh, they've already got Trump on tape, you know, so right. uh, they're just setting the case now for that. And that is asking someone to switch votes. Wow. Oh, that's Georgia governor, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. That's right. That's just, uh, yeah, amazing. All right. Well, thank you for that um, for that uh, situation. It's just quickly, what's the COVID story uh, for you? Is, is it... Uh, like in Australia here, uh, masks not required and uh, just keep your distance still, or what's the story? It is, uh, well, the United States is one of the international hotspots still. Right. The CDC has dropped most all requirements. Um, the recommend, I, I find in our grocery stores, bigger stores, it's maybe only at most uh, 20, 25% of people wearing masks. Right. And uh, now, of course, since was the end of June, the United States is not requiring negative tests to return to the United States. So that has changed travel a lot. And as a result, um, yeah, travel business is booming. Okay. <laughs> Well, that sounds... Uh, COVID is too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I, I think I mean, we're in a similar situation yeah. to you, uh, Chris. Um, the numbers that we're having an infection, uh, getting infected every day, are larger than they were at the height of the Delta scenario. Right. But um, this is obviously not a deadly uh, variant, uh, but it is hospitalising people and the it's the age to... a and the immunocompromised who are being affected by it. Um, right. So maybe they don't vote. I don't know. It's uh, the, the eye has definitely been taken off the ball, as we say. Um, you know, the, the, the government's changed a, and, you know. I had a, a travel person write me the day that the news came out that the CDC was, was uh, lifting this restriction to be tested upon return. Yeah. And she's like, isn't this great news? <laughs> And I replied, no, I really don't think it is very good news. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway. Fortunately, my next trip was to Canada, and they uh, they do require it, so. Right. Have you been, where have you been lately? You did your cruise, didn't you? I went to. On uh, the Great yes. Lakes, yeah? Let's talk about that next time we talk. Yeah, okay. That, that'll be good. That was Graham talking with Kristen Henning about things in the USA today.